2: Hi there and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast and um, tonight I'm going to be talking mainly uh, about the Communist Party of Great Britain during the 1930s but also uh, the relationship between the Communist Party and the Spanish Civil War and how the decisions of Stalin uh, regarding the German Communist Party uh, affected uh, what happened in Great Britain so, to start at the start, um, the most significant strategic blunder Stalin makes, of the many that he does make, during the 1930s, was probably to order the uh, Communist Party of Germany not to cooperate with the Social Democrats. Um, I'm going to read tonight from The Enemy Within, um, The Rise and Fall of the British Communist Party, by Francis Beckett. Uh, and Francis Beckett writes... Moscow theorists were sure that Germany would be the next country to turn to communism. The German Communist Party, the biggest in the world outside Russia, won nearly 6 million votes in the November 1932 election. The Social Democrats won 7.2 million and the Nazis 11.7 million. So there were 13 million votes for the left, enough to be the Nazis. But the new line, class against class prevented the Communists from allying with the Social Democrats against Hitler's National Socialist Party. This stunning common miscalculation was one of the reasons why Adolf Hitler became Chancellor on the 30th of January 1933. Now, to provide an explanation here as to why Stalin took the decision that he did, um, you have to look into the kind of the dark recesses of marxist Leninist um, thinking. Um, For the Bolsheviks, um In the immediate aftermath of the Russian Revolution, and for the, the Stalinists who uh, sort of followed them, the most dangerous kind of uh, political entity really was the social democratic parties. Why? Because uh, the social democratic parties, in the view of uh, the Bolsheviks and the Stalinists, were there to prevent, Uh, um, revolution from breaking out. They were in fact um, the most useful uh, weapons that the capitalist system had. Most social democrat parties, the Labour Party in the UK, um, the social democrats in in Germany and their equivalents across the rest of the continent didn't want revolution. They wanted gradual progressive change. They were um, no friends of the capitalist system but thought it could be harnessed and tamed uh, to uh, improve the living living conditions of the working classes, and that the the raw energies of um, uh, capitalism could be uh, used for a kind of a common good. The Bolsheviks, um, uh, Lenin and later Stalin, uh, both believed that this kind of compromise with the capitalist system was nothing more than an attempt to um, dull the forces of revolution, to make life pleasant enough for the working classes so that they would accept their position um, uh, permanently. Um, and there, there is something to be said for this. It's probably not exactly how social democrats around the world see themselves as uh, capitalist patsies, but um, there is uh, something to z- Abundant evidence uh, on the centre left parties around the world that they have a, a kind of a fairly happy compromise with the capitalist system and have no interest in um, overthrowing it. Uh, one only needs to look at um, the, even the mildest challenges to um, the established capitalist order in recent years in the Labour Party or in Bernie Sanders. Um, a campaign for the democratic nomination to see how vehemently um, moderate challenges um, by the left are, are seen off. Stalin, um, Stalin's great error was uh, not to overlook this that it would have been far better for Stalin had he allowed a popular front government uh, of uh, far left and centre left to emerge in Germany, to keep the Nazis out. There's every evidence to suggest that after 1932, perhaps it had Hitler-Nazi's power then, then perhaps the, the Nazi moment may well have passed. It's, it's kind of tempting to sort of uh, counterfactual that one. Um, so Stalin pre- created uh, a, a terrible problem for himself, uh, by um, ordering Comintern and, and therefore the uh, Communist Party of Germany not to cooperate with the Social Democratic Parties. In September, the trial of four communists who were accused of burning down the German parliament, the, the Reichstag, uh, began. And one of them was actually a Comintern agent, the uh, founder of the Bulgarian Communist Party, uh, Georgi uh, Dimitriev, who defended himself... Um, and um, he was so effective in his oratory, so eloquent was he, um, that he made a very clear case that the Nazis, as is more than likely, actually burned down the Reichstag themselves. Um, The four of them were uh, freed. Um, This is, again, quite an extraordinary fact that um, the four accused of uh, burning down um, the Reichstag were um, uh, able to um, uh, beat the, uh, the accusation and, and walk free uh, and that shows that at this point, obviously the Nazis' control of the uh, legal and uh, judicial system in Germany was nowhere near as established as it was, was later on. When Dmitryov, um was uh, acquitted, he returned to Moscow. In Moscow, um, he tried to convince Stalin that the Comintern policy of class against class, uh, of decrying the social democrats as social fascists, was a mistake. Uh, Francis Beckett writes, The Comintern's Seventh World Congress was delayed while the battle raged, for no one in Moscow wanted a debate until they had decided on the outcome. The Congress met eventually in August 1935. As usual, no one admitted that the Comintern had made a mistake, Dimitrov's report, The Working Class Against Fascism, was presented as a response to the new situation. So this was a a, a great little Stalinist uh, ploy of preventing criticism, saying, well, um, whatever you have to say on the subject now, um, the the, the material conditions that we're presented with are different. Therefore, the uh, decision in the past wasn't a wrong one, but it was based on different material circumstances. Um, But it stood the policy on its head and called for a united front of all left-wing parties against fascism. Dmitriov's credentials in the battle against fascism were now assured. He led the Comintern after this, and his prestige was crucial in keeping the uh, the, um, Communist Party um, in line in later years. In 1945, he returned to his native Bulgaria as the head of the government. So... What does this tell us? Well, there was an immense amount of uh, consternation and worry and concern when Hitler came to power. Um, The Dimitriov report, the working class against fascism, gave Stalin his opportunity to say, ah, well, circumstances have changed, therefore we can change. Um, And that um, uh, united fronts, popular fronts, are the way to go. However... Uh, across Europe, there were uh, new Popular Front organisations emerging. Anyway, there were of course communists and social democrats who thought, whatever our ideological disagreements, uh, the fascists are the great threat. So in France, an alliance between the communist and the socialist parties, called the Popular Front, um, had been had begun in uh, nineteen thirty-two. Um, Harry Pollitt, the leader of the British Communist Party, um, had dumped many of the ideas of uh, class against class uh, during 1933. And a few days after uh, Hitler uh, came to power, the Independent Labour Party, the uh, much more left-wing iteration of the Labour Party and the Communist Party, held a joint demonstration against fascism. Uh, Harry Pollitt, under the leadership of the party, uh, began to um, meet uh, more regularly uh, with the um, members of the the ILP, including Fenner Brockway. Um, it was um, a hard thing for members of the Independent Labour Party to accept, having been um, criticised so heavily and undermined often by the uh, Communist Party of Great Britain previously um, because uh, now an accommodationism um, was being gradually introduced into into the conversation. In 1932 the situation in Britain uh, changed with the founding by Sir Oswald Mosley of the British Union of Fascists. Um, Mosley, a significant figure uh, who had started out life in the Labour Party and had left the Labour Party in 1930 in a rage when he had um, not been his um, economic uh, memorandum the Mosley memorandum had, had been ignored he was, had been, always been a, a rising star uh, in, in the Labour Party um, he had been a favourite of Ramsay MacDonald and had been tipped to be foreign secretary, but um, was um, overlooked. Uh, and he felt particularly aggrieved, being as he had been tasked with the job of trying to do something about uh, unemployment. He had created a, a kind of a corporatist Keynesian, uh, sort of quasi-Keynesian um, approach um, to uh, alleviating uh, uh, the problem um so he formed a new party and then in 1932 uh formed the british union of fascists this uh or organisation of disparate fascist groups across uh, great britain um he was a uh, a, a a talented orator he uh, looked to both mussolini and hitler as inspiration uh, and of course he uh, gained the approval of the Daily Mail um, who uh, published uh, Lord Rothermere, the owner of the Daily Mail published a headline Hurrah for the Black Shirts." Mosley, most importantly had money and he had inherited a, a huge fortune um, and he also mingled in moneyed circles uh, the kind of um, uh, aristocratic wealth that looked approvingly on fascism uh, and saw it as being uh, the thing that would protect the wealthy from the threat of communism. Um, The fact that Mosley left the Labour Party, uh, writes Francis Beckett, uh, because it was too conservative, made him more dangerous. Mussolini had come from the left. France's uh, future fascist leader, Dorio, was in 1932 one of the leaders of the Parti Communiste Francais. With the um, with the left fractured and despairing after the traumas of nineteen thirty one, the um, uh, division in the in the Labour Party and the assumption to a national government, unemployment, poverty, in- injustice, injustice still rampant after a post war decade of unfulfilled promises by Labour, Mosley could attract support that in better times would go to the
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: Left. His supporters included former ILP members. His chief ideologue was a former communist, Raven Thompson. Working class recruits included two unemployed communists, who just finished prison terms for distributing communist leaflets to soldiers, um, the Communist Party pioneered the policy of disrupting his meetings. At a vast meeting at Olympia in June nineteen thirty-four, Mosley was prepared for a disruption. He stood under a spotlight, surrounded by twenty-four amplifiers. Whenever he was interrupted, Mosley would pause, and the spotlight would swing on the hecklers. and Uniformed black shirts would throw them out. The violence alienated establishment figures and helped to ensure Mosley's decline. Um, so the, the the conditions for fascism uh, in Britain were different. Uh, they were not quite uh, as uh, as propitious uh, as they were in um, in Germany. Um, even so, the um, establishment flirtation uh, with fascism um, continued. Uh, there were those who uh, were appalled by uh, Mosley and those who looked upon him uh, and would uh, speak with him and socialise with him regularly uh, as being uh, something uh, really, really uh, very useful to their cause. In the mid-1930s, British fascism took on an increasingly anti-Semitic flavour. Not all fascisms, uh, the case in point being Italian fascism, were necessarily fixated on uh, anti-Semitism. It was quite easy later on for Mussolini to embrace anti-Semitic ideas, but not all were necessarily motivated by um, uh, uh, anti-Semitic or or, uh, overtly Nazi racial uh, ideas. But the numbers of um, Eastern European, or second generation Eastern European Jews in the East End of London meant that Uh, large numbers of uh, fascists, uh, um, white British working-class fascists, uh, emerged in uh, the same area. Um, And um, Mosley wanted to take advantage of this um, in uh, 1936 um, to march through the East End. Um, Mosley planned a big march through the East End and the Communist Party aimed to stop it. Its slogan was, they shall not pass. The Labour Party uh, advised people to stay away, but this time the Communists were more in tune with the feeling of EastEnders, especially the Jewish community, than the Labour leaders. The Communist Party strategy succeeded, and the police told Mosley he could not go ahead with the march. Um, among the Jews who joined the Communist Party, because they saw it as a bulwark um, against fascism, were the, uh, uh, the later MP, the, the, um, Phil Piritim, who became the first communist MP in 1945. Sara Wesker, um, who was a future central uh, committee member, whose experiences partly inspired the first and best plays by her nephew, Arla Wesker, 30 years later. And Ruben Fulber, who was to become assistant general secretary uh, and in 1957 took on the task of secretly bringing Soviet money to aid the party. There was a widespread belief Uh, not just amongst communists, not just amongst the left, but amongst um, the the kind of liberal intelligentsia um, during the 1930s, that only the communists were uh, uh, capable of or inclined to fight the fascists. Uh, They were seen as the only effective uh, organisation because of the party discipline that they uh, adhered to. Um, And so um, later on the, the, the view would be, um, from the, the kind of the, the more center ground liberal uh, fellow traveller movement, through to the um, left of the Labour Party and also the communist movement, but only Stalin would be the Stalin would be the only effective fighting force to stand up to uh, Hitler, which is why the Nazi Soviet Pact comes as such a huge blow to the democratic left. Communists um, were uh, appalled, horrified, and fearful um, in July 1936 when a group of Spanish army officers led by General Franco staged a rebellion against the newly elected government, an alliance of Republicans, Socialists, and Communists. So, coming back to our previous point about um, popular fronts, um, Hitler saw the government in Spain as a a, a kind of a a, a creation of um, Stalin's. Um, Russia. Um, Stalin had little time or interest in preserving a, a centre ground left of centre government in Spain, um, and Franco, um, the uh, one of the leaders of the coup, um, asked Mussolini and uh, Hitler for help. The two responded with ammunition, aircraft, and troops. The the uh, German uh, Condor Legion uh, flew um, Franco's troops uh, from uh, North Africa to Spain, um, uh, across the Straits of Gibraltar, and without that assistance, probably, the rebellion would have fizzled out. The Spanish government um, asked also for help from Western democracies, but Britain and France refused. The British Conservative government pioneered the policy of non-intervention, preventing anyone from selling arms to Spain. The only place from which the Spanish government could get weapons was the Soviet Union. Um, the Communist Party denounced this non-intervention and sales of the Daily Worker, the, communi- the British Communist Party's newspaper, soared. His star reporter, uh, um, a, a journalist called uh, Claude Cockburn, or Coburn, um, filed reports uh, from Spain, a highly uh, moving and, and emotive reports. He wrote a, a very famous um, uh, book uh, later on in the 1930s called Cliveden Set. It was a, a pamphlet that was published uh, along with The Daily Worker which essentially said that Waldorf and Nancy Astor, uh, lord and lady of uh, Cliveden House in Buckinghamshire, were holding uh, parties there including the editor of the Times, Geoffrey Dawson, Uh, and they were um, preparing uh, Britain's capitulation to Hitler. They were uh, preparing for collaboration. Which is to a greater extent true. They were not necessarily Nazis in their own right, Um, certainly highly reactionary right-wing figures, uh, perhaps fascistic views here and there. Um, but they were really looking for the preservation of the British Empire and they wanted to make whatever deal they could with Hitler. Though, when the time came, the Clifton set, uh, when war began, they were uh, fairly dutiful in their service towards Great Britain. Um, But it was a a hugely influential piece of writing at, at the time. So um, several communists went to Spain. Um, several went to work behind the front lines as uh, doctors and ambulance drivers and nurses. A few joined the Republican Army. But Stalin knew that landing Soviet troops in, uh, the, uh, in Spain was going to be impossible um, in terms of logistics, in terms of international pressure. Uh, and not wishing to uh, start a a wider war. And so instead, Comintern encouraged the formation of the international brigades, units of anti-fascist volunteers from all countries, willing to fight and die alongside the Spanish government forces. Um, Not everyone who went to Spain was a communist. There were plenty who had no time for communism, but also believed that um, a democratically elected government should not be overthrown by generals. On December 5th, uh, 1936, Harry Pollitt appealed through the Daily Worker for volunteers to go to Spain and fight. By the end of the month, nearly 500 men had gone. And the next month, the British battalion was formed. The British government at once tried to stop it. The Foreign Office declared that enlisting in the Spanish forces was illegal under the 1870 Foreign Enlistment Act. So recruitment went underground. Groups of recruits assembled at constantly changing venues in London. Uh, More than once, frantic search parties were sent out from the Communist Party's Covent Garden headquarters to find, say, a lost group of Scots. In London, the volunteers were given a weekend ticket to Paris. From Paris, they were sent directly to different towns uh, near the Spanish border in the hope of confusing the French authorities. Some were told to get a train to the walled city of Carcassonne, and others went to Perpignan, uh, and others to Sete. Um, they went to, they, they hid for a night or two in the home of a local communist before giving a pair of rope soled shoes, in which to cross the Pyrenees. Every night, groups of men were led uh, across the mountains using smugglers' routes and led by smugglers. They walked for about sixteen hours in total darkness, not from freezing cold, through the narrow mountain passes sometimes deep in snow. You could only see the man in front, we called Dave Goodman, one of the volunteers half a century later. Uh, you relied totally on following him. When someone crashed down into the ravine, I never found out who it was. The wind was often so strong that it almost tore the clothes from their bodies. The men had to hug the ground thousands of feet up on a mountain until it died down. So those were the sorts of uh, challenges that volunteers faced when crossing the Pyrenees over into uh, Spain, when they got to the other side, they were given one final opportunity to turn around and go home. Um, throughout the journey from the uh, the offices of the Covent Garden, uh, the Covent Garden officers of the Communist Party uh, onwards, the the volunteers for Spain were consistently told, "This is not a holiday. This is a war." Um, if you're not absolutely certain, please please don't go, please go home now. Um, so they were treated with, um, a, there was a great deal of kind of candour uh, about what, so, what conditions would be like in Spain. Um, so the, this story really is one of uh, Stalin um, attempting to undo the critical error he made in 1932 and by 1936, looking and hoping uh, to Spain for a number of reasons, hoping that possibly a popular front government would survive. Though Stalin, in many ways, didn't care whether the republic survived um, and didn't necessarily want um, a, an independent social democratic republic uh, in Europe uh, presenting a different route to socialism. Perhaps the thing that Stalin wanted the most was to give Hitler such a huge quagmire to get stuck in, in uh, Spain, to commit huge numbers of troops, which would then slow down German uh, uh, militarisation, German rearmament, and give Stalin the opportunity he needed to rearm. Hitler, unfortunately for Stalin, didn't take the bait, and uh, instead of the 150,000 troops that um, the the Italians committed, Um, Hitler kept his to uh, a group of uh, 12,000 soldiers and airmen. Uh, But it was a great practice uh, ground for the war that was to come. Anyway, I hope you found that interesting and enjoyable. Do check us out on the Explaining History Facebook group. There's always something new going on there. And also, if you are able to... Uh, then um, check out our Patreon page. We keep going through a little bit of advertising revenue, but the largest and kindness of our patrons. Take good care. All the best. Thanks. Bye-bye.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50